0: This is the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Yes, it is, and I'm Vinnie White. That's how it works on the Vinnie White Show. I haven't been here the last couple of weeks because I've been in Europe. I learned that I was replaced with reruns. Good to feel important. Uh, but I'm here live and direct. Good evening. I can prove that I'm here now uh, because I can tell you that it's currently snowing. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know why we live here. I don't know. Yeah. It's April and this isn't an April Falls. It's snowing. Quite hard, actually. In fact, I can see someone, unless they've got chronic dandruff down there, looking rather covered. Um... We're live and direct from the sort of Queen Street groovy area of Toronto. My name is Vinnie White. This is The Vinnie White Show. It's on for an hour. You can get in touch with the show, 416872 1010. You can text the show at any time on 71010. Good to be back. Ish. Sort of. I did actually go away for snow, snowboarding. I went to Austria. um, But I sort of quite fancied leaving it there, really. Alas. Can't be helped. Um. It was good, actually, Austria. Shiny eggs? What on earth is that about? A fantastic invention. Or idea, I should say. They've got eggs that you can buy in a supermarket that are shiny. Lacquered eggs. So they cook an egg, hard boil it, right? Then they cover it in sort of varnish lacquer. And you can just buy them. And they come in little pouches of salt. Hard boiled eggs. Just get them on the, like, little convenience stores. I've change my life. Why don't we do that? Why doesn't everyone have shiny hard-boiled eggs ready to rock? That was the highlight. Um, There was some snowboarding as well between beers and um umpah music. Uh, it culminated in a bit of a dodgy end, though. I met up with some old buddies from mine uh, um, that live in the UK. Obviously, I went saw family in the UK as well, and for a couple of days. And then, you know, family <sighs> can't take it for much more than two days, can you really? Um, so then I went off to Austria with the guys from the UK. So it was like a, you know, sad middle-aged beer belly people that are desperately clinging on to the last uh, hopes of having any youth by occasionally getting away from their various wives and children and going snowboarding. So it was a right laugh. Really enjoyed it, Um, but it was a bit of an epic because after four days of snowboarding and a heavy cold, hmm, uh, we were supposed to fly out of Munich. We're in a place called Zimamzee in Austria. Great names in Austria. My favourite ski resort, (laughs) Ubergurgel. It sounds like a very large baby. Uber-gurgle. But we're in Zimanzi, which uh, I don't know what it means when it translates, but uh, it's a great snowboarding ski resort. And we um, we were supposed to fly to Munich in Germany, which is reasonably close. Uh, Salzburg's a bit closer. I'm not sure who organised it, but I was just going along for the ride. And, um, yeah, we got to Munich Airport, and uh, they said our flight's been cancelled. And so have most flights been cancelled, because the French air traffic control are on strike. And, you know, this is the second time in my life this has happened, where I've been stranded because the French air traffic control have gone on strike. What is it with the French and striking? How, how does it work? I, I just imagine two men in berets, one saying to the other, what are you doing tomorrow? I was thinking about going to work? Exactly Blair! You cannot work. You must go on strike. They treat us like dirty pigs. I think that's roughly how it goes. So there, there was a a ban of any movement over France, which kind of... I can't help thinking they're taking somewhat slight advantage of their position physically in Europe because basically everything goes over France, doesn't it? If you're going Portugal, Spain, UK, if you're going Austria, Germany, you're always going to tip into it. And uh, so it was a complete disaster, but uh, made the best of a bad situation. We uh, got uh, put in a hotel in Munich, which was never part of the plan, but I was quite pleased. I've never been to Munich and... um, They've got no laws on speeding, have they, in Germany? You can do what you want whenever you want. Um, so it was quite quite peculiar, doing 163 kilometres an hour in a taxi. Yeah, I think I farted at one point, just out of pure fear. But uh, got the hotel, got looked after, and had uh, free beer and food. Hey, you know what? They can go on strike any time. <laughs> and then we flew back to that conveniently placed airport, so close to London that we wanted, uh, Manchester, yeah. And for those that are not familiar with the UK, that, that's not really that near London. We were supposed to fly to Gatwick, but that, oh, anyway, I won't bore you with the details. Let's just say it took a bloody long time to get home. In fact, it was it was significantly quicker for me to get from the UK to Canada to my house than it was to get from a snowboard resort in Austria to southern England. But uh, believe me, I'm not moaning. I've realised I'm extremely privileged and it was a bloody good time. So um, good to be back. But in some ways, I wouldn't mind being there a bit longer. They know how to après ski, don't they? Because I normally go snowboarding in the States and Canada. Oh, actually, not much in Canada. I've been to Tromblon, which is a good laugh. But quite often go down to like Vermont and stuff. It's all right. But I don't dance drinking Jägermeister on tables at three o'clock like they do in Austria. Bloody excellent. And, of course, they love a Lederhosen, and who doesn't? I've laid them many. Um, and they love a bit of umpar. So, uh, and they do a lot of great covers, you know. So they'll get a track that's well-established, something like Kings of Leon, and they'll do an umpar version. So imagine you've been snowboarding. You've added a couple of cheeky yakers, And you go to an open-top bar nestled in the Alps, right? Gorgeous vistas, breathtaking views. And they crank up this... Giga, giga, gigawatt sound system and bang out a little bit of umpire tunage. This is uh, the Loney Boys Sex Met Daikal, just like the original from the Kings of Leon, but, but just that little bit more alpine. They even had, uh, as if there wasn't enough snow around us, they had uh, a foam machine that sprayed out fake snow, which looks hilarious in European mullets. Uh, so that was fun. Actually, I have to admit, even though we heard that track a lot in the bars on the hills of uh, Austria, it is actually Dutch. It's by the Lorny Boys, and it's Sex Met De which I believe in Dutch means sex with a bald man. Yeah. There was a bald fella on the trip, and that became the anthem. Um, so if you uh, if you rock the solar panel sheen of an egg-like man, that's the song for you, because it basically turns you into a hero. Uh, umpire music, though, was very much the theme of Austria and, of course, Germany. Um, so I'm going to play a game with you. I'll play it with you. Pat, are you there? Of course you're right. I'm looking at you. I don't know why I've suddenly felt the need to yes, establish. Are you a hologram, Pat? Are you? Come on. Don't worry about the phones. They can ring. You can ring in, but not now, because I'm talking to Pat when there's only two of us. (laughs) I don't know who you think this is, but we can't afford more than one producer. Have you heard this show? Sounds like there isn't one. Um, Anyway, so Pat, I'm going to play a game with you. I have got five clips, and I'm going to give you um umpire versions of well-known songs. You have to tell me which is which. And you get a maximum of two points. If you get the artist and the band... You get two points. So there's five clips, ten points to be available tonight on Name That Umpa. <laughs> I haven't given it a name yet. You okay. Can, you can play at home as well. See so if you can beat Pat. If you um, text in on seven ten ten, 10 get it ready now. If you beat Pat, I'll give you, what can we give away? Um, some kitchen towel and a remote control. Right, so get ready. Seven, ten, ten. Text in your answers. Uh, clip one, Mr. Pat, when you're ready. Uh, any ideas? Um, Tonight on News Talk 1010 with Vinny White, you're listening to Name That Umpa. Is that Michael Jackson's Umbad? It's correct for two points. Maximum points achieved. Well done. Next, I owed myself that. Uh, so far, the Texas that got it right are uh, numbers end with one two three, numbers end with one four four, and numbers end with six one four. Well done to you. And coming your way, some kitchen towel. Actually, I can't. It's probably liable, because I'm not going to send it to them. Um, Some virtual kitchen towel. Here it is. (laughs) Right, Next. Right, on Name That Umpa, can you name that umpa? Is it the Copacabana? Is correct. I have no
0: idea whoever sang that song. I
1: think, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, it was Barry Manilow. It sounds right to me. One point. You're listening to Name That Umpa on News Talk Town Town. I have no clue. Oh, let's see if... Because no one's got it on text yet. There's a few late ones coming. Copacabana, 160, and Barry Manilow on 646. Thank you. You're probably typing them on time. But uh, you're not on a fantastic network like Bell. Which uh, just gives me a little opportunity to say, Bell's a great company. What a great company Bell is. I sure love it. If I had a phone, um, I can't afford bugs. because I keep going away. But if I had one, I'd be on Bell. Wasn't, was it a bit too sort of shoehorned in, do you think? Yeah, we kind of seem like sellouts, I guess. Yeah. Other networks are available, but they're not as good. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just presume they're good. Oh, someone just texted 646. Signed, sealed, delivered. Is correct.
0: Really? I didn't. I couldn't even have guessed what genre that was of Oompa music.
1: Originally Stevie Wonder. No points for you on that, Pat. <laughs> Idiot. on 71010 if you know. Tonight's on Name That Umpa track. Any ideas? It sounds familiar. It's, you're going you're really gonna hate yourself. I'll give you a clue. The first one, it's the same artist as that. So far, people got it right. 160-992-646. 646 646 is a musical genius, whoever you are. Oh, is it Thriller? It's correct. Who's helping you? Is that Amanda Capito? No. I heard you, you deceitful Judas. I still get that one. I'll give you that. Not for any reason other than pure empathy towards your lack of ability. Um, Last one Tonight on Name That Umper. Text in on 71010 See if you can beat Pat This is it
2: This
1: is my favourite bit You ready? you got to play this. Play this. I love this bit. <clears throat> Any thoughts? Now again. It sounds so familiar. Oh, come on, mate. Look, they're going mad on the text. 160791 has already got it. Don't look at the text, you. Don't you look at it. I will come in there and I'll beat you. It's not Paradise City. It's correct. Oh, my God. How do we know that was Amanda Capito. Well done, Amanda. <laughs> she knew the lyrics, not the name of the song. Play it again and you'll you'll kill yourself. <laughs> take me down to oh the Paradise City God. where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Oh, won't you please take me home. It is quite home. obvious now. I mean, it's almost as if Axl Rose is in it, yeah. isn't it? You can really hear You can hear Slash on those trombones. <laughs> I have a terrible ear for music. <laughs> Tonight on Name My Umpa. I'm not giving you anything for Uh, G&R. I'll give you one for the one, two, three, four. Tonight, you got out of a possible ten points. Patrick got four. Oh, that's
0: a failing grade. You
1: are clearly not Bavarian, are you? You absolute imbecile. Actually, I must admit, I didn't get them all right, and I uh, set this up. I had to look up Barry Manley. And uh, of course, that led me down the old rabbit hole of looking at sexy men with big noses. Back in a minute. You're listening to the News Talk 1010. You're listening to the mini. This video is monster. the. Video. I just wondered if it was ever going to happen. No, I'll do it. This is the Vinnie White Show. Hello. (laughs) It's professional as always. I think it's because Pat was on the phone and he's a man. Um, weird night last night. I had. um, I went out to. uh, I went to comedy club again. Which, by the way, free plug for the comedy club just next door to here. I hope I start getting free tickets if I keep this up. Yuck, yuck. Brilliant. Brilliant again last night. I went with my girlfriend, and uh, had a couple of beers. You know, it's nice night out. Came in here for a pee afterwards, as always. And uh, sometimes I just walk into the uh, female bathroom and just put put all the seats up, just to, uh, you know, just because I'm bitter. Um, but, yeah, I, I came in here last night, and then um, I'd had a couple of beers. So you know how it is when it's it's um, approaching the small hours, and I live in the pret- pretentious and poncy part of um, Toronto, King West, um, which... If, is, I must have a lot of plastic surgeons. Everyone looks like a duck that walks past my house. But, um, yeah, it is home also to a lot of late-night activity and a food truck that does the best poutine. So I had a late-night poutine, and I'm sort of waiting for it to be done. I'm just sort of chatting to my girlfriend. This homeless woman came along, and I've never heard a homeless woman this rude. She comes up to me. She goes, give me five bucks. I said, I beg your pardon because I'm British, so I have to be shocked by everything. I beg your pardon? And she said, I said, give me five bucks. So I said, no, (laughs) I'm not doing that. Then she went up to my girlfriend. She goes, hurry up and give me money. Which, uh, so my girlfriend said, "Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say no. And then, I've never seen this before. She goes up to a guy and says, uh, give me money. And he says, "Uh, uh, no. And she says, you're going to die soon. What is that? And you could see he's like quite physically shaken because then he came over to um, reco- reconsole himself by ordering a poutine. I said, What did she say to you? He said, She said that I'm going to die soon. <laughs> so there you are, homeless woman. Well, I presume she was a homeless woman, unless uh, doctors have had a hell of a pay cut and seem to have lost their empathy. Absolutely mad. You're going to die soon. Right, well, uh, have a lovely evening, and uh, I do keep that rhetoric up, because you're going to be a millionaire pretty soon, old baby cakes. So, what's in the news? Uh, I'm going to be joined by Man Kapita, who's our resident news junkie, uh, a little later on. But uh, first, I suppose I should lead with one of the big stories of today. Um, You're never going to believe this. Absolute shocker. Apparently, rich and powerful people have been hiding their wealth in tax havens. I know! Yeah, Edward Snowden today called it the biggest leak in the history of data journalism. Millions of released confidential documents reveal how some of the world's richest and most powerful use tax havens to hide their wealth. This is all about a story that's come out today. 11 million documents were leaked from the Panamanian law firm Mossack Fonseca. Uh, one of the world's most secretive companies. The documents which show links to um, 72 current or former heads of state show how the firm has helped its clients evade tax, launder money and dodge sanctions. Dodger doodle do. I think the uh, leak will prove to be probably the biggest blow the offshore world has ever taken, said uh, Gerald Ryle, director of the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists today. Because of the extent of the documents. So, uh, apparently some big names. uh, The names of dodgy tax dodgers could also be an FBI hit list, really. You've got the uh, former Egyptian president, heavy-handed Hosni Mubarak, and uh, former leader of Libya and golden gun lover, Gaddafi. Uh, He had some uh, paperwork there. And uh, current Syrian premier Bashar al-Assad, a man as liked as herpes. And uh, sadly, as is, is difficult to get rid of. Um, all of them have been pushing money through this company and doing dodgy deals with tax. The documents also outline a suspected billion-dollar money laundering ring run by Russian Bank uh, and involving close associates of Vladimir Putin. Putin? He seems such a nice man of the people. If by people you mean homophobic billionaires with a love of semi-naked horse riding. Um, Mossack Foransa, whatever it's called, meanwhile, says it complies and has, quote, always complied with international regulations in order to ensure companies are not used for tax evasion, money laundering, or other illegal purposes. Did they say that with a straight face? Or did they say it sarcastically? <laughs> oh, we've always complied with regulations. <laughs> Um, our firm has never been accused or charged in connection with criminal wrongdoing. That bit is true. But then uh, Paul Bernardo had never been accused or charged in connection with criminal wrongdoing once too. So I'm starting to, think, uh, starting to think they will be prosecuted in coming weeks. They certainly are running scared, I would imagine. I'm also starting to think, I'm, do you know what? I, do, I think the world might not be fair. It just struck me today. What do you think, Pat?
0: It's a possibility.
1: Well, the wealthiest Americans, among them the very titans of global finance, whose misadventures caused the financial meltdown, are getting richer. Not just a little bit richer, a lot richer. The share of total income going to the top 1% has increased from roughly 8% in the 60s to 20% today. Governments are swayed by corporations... That own these companies, most of which have got dodgy tax dealings in tax havens, and just 62 people own as much wealth as the poorer half of the global population. And most of that money is in tax havens. So I've got it. I've got the answer. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, let's force those 62 people, or 62 guys, and they are guys, uh, to put their money into fish. Yeah, I'll sort the problem out on it. Fish are great. And then you could restock the ocean as well. I mean, you don't need money. It's just a unit of currency, a sort of arbitrary token designed to enable humans to swap items without beating each other over the head. And that's failed. So currency takes several forms. You get ornate metal discs, over-designed bits of paper. It's all imaginary numbers, really, just swirling around in a sort of virtual mathematical hell controlled by bankers, a group of people so evil they probably delight in burning toys and pulling the legs off squirrels. Despite being nothing more than an abstract representation of a number, currency is of vital importance to the vast majority of mankind. Some starve to death because they can't get their hands on enough imaginary numbers, while others, who already have more imaginary numbers than they can possibly work out what to do with, you know, others become hooked on collecting as many imaginary numbers as possible, stockpiling them in electronic bank accounts and tax havens. So, fish, that's my answer. What do you think?
0: I don't know, those tax saves uh, sound pretty good at me. Hmm.
1: We could go back to doing each other's (laughs) favours. Sexual ones, ideally. That'd be Uh, your go-to thing, right? I think I may have, when I fell off my snowboard, I think I may have landed on my head. Because I think I might have gone slightly barking mad. Halfway through that rhetoric, I suddenly realised that I might be talking utter codswallop. It was a bit out there. (laughs) It happens occasionally. I haven't done the show for a couple of weeks. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk all the news and goings-on in the world uh, with man Capito, and we're going to find out the latest on that marine research vessel and its name. If you don't know what I mean, hang on, baby cakes. It's going to be a belter.
0: You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk Ten Ten,
1: and Amanda Capido is here. I haven't thought of a witty and wonderful introduction, so I'll just do this. She's really nice. You, you
3: know what? You sing me. You she know, can't you...
1: use a microphone, but she's really nice. No,
3: listen. <laughs> um, you've sung me introductions even on the phone when we're just chatting. Like you had a Capito song the last time we talked on the phone. But
1: I've realised now that I've, I've the only thing in rhyme with Amanda is Panda. We've done that, <laughs> and, and I've done every breakdown of Capido there is. So I've, I've just I've actually literally run out. Okay. So. It's over then. Uh, no.
3: Okay. <laughs> I'll come up with something. Don't ever leave me.
1: Um, oh, goodness sake. Now the pressure's on. Uh, she likes news and current affairs. Some say that she's got a particular interest in bears. <laughs> the ones that she likes are sometimes called a panda. Here she is. Bloody hell, it's Amanda. Oh, <laughs>
3: good. was really good. That was it? Really
1: good. I, think, I think you may have lost way of what's good and bad in the world, which is terrible for a journalist. Um, hello.
3: Hello. Get that
1: crap out of the way. Right. I want to talk to you about stuff. Uh, saw a story, Stan. I want you... Because you're a woman, right?
3: Um, last time I checked. Have another
1: look. <laughs> you can never be too sure nowadays. Yes. I'm a man. You're mm-hmm. a woman. Don't worry, I'm not proposing. Can't um, wait. Sounded a bit dozed didn't it? Yep. All I'm saying is, like, we got 20 minutes left. <laughs> when a
3: left. boy likes a girl, <laughs> he's just...
1: I'm saying it's radio. It doesn't matter if we're naked. <laughs> Goodness sake. No, um, you're a woman, I'm a man. So it would be interesting to get opinions on this. Okay. South Korea has planned lifelong parenting education. It's been announced today. So I'll elaborate on that. Yes. Um, South Korea is planning to provide people with lifelong parenting education in the hope that it will prevent child abuse. So it's sort of reasonable and extremely worthwhile cause. Perhaps they're going too far and this is our debate really. Rather than only giving parents to be tips, sorry, rather than only giving parents to be tips on coping with their new arrivals the government of south korea set out plans to start teaching the necessary skills from school age on how to be a parent the government also wants to see parenting lessons given to university students men undertaking military service and couples who are planning to tie the knot so in other words there's really no way even if you're homeschooled there's almost no way you could get out of it you would have to be taught how to look after kids and uh Perhaps that's a good thing. We've uh, concluded that a one-time parenting course taken upon marriage or pregnancy would not be effective in instilling proper values in parents and therefore have drawn up a plan to teach parenting throughout a person's life. An official from the Minister uh, of Gender Equality and Family has said. So what do you think of this?
3: Okay, initial thoughts. Love the idea. No one teaches you how to be a good parent. And a lot of parents, I'm not a parent, but I know a lot of parents feel intimidated I have friends that have kids, and you know, you're constantly afraid that you're gonna kill the thing. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and even just communication skills, I think, and and tactics that you can use. I just that's why there's so many mommy blogs out there because people are trying to help people figure out this this crazy thing about parenting. Now, the only problem I have with this is that they're saying it's not just for people who are trying to have kids or expecting to have kids. This is for everyone. Which is a little bit presumptuous for someone who may be in university or as a young adult knows for sure they do not want to have children. And then they're forced to take these lessons. I think that they would, you know, they'd probably bring down the class with the, with their morale and, you know, they're not going to want to be there.
1: Does anyone under a certain age, and I won't I won't be so sure as to name that age because I don't know what it is, but does, it, does anyone really know that they don't want to have children?
3: I think that people even, a lot of, People even that I know that um, when they were younger said they were, they were hell bent against having kids. And yeah. now they they are definitely many people change their mind. So true. Cause like a paternal instinct, a maternal instinct just kicks in at some yeah. point And suddenly you want to have... My cousin
1: described it the other day, he's trying for a baby. And he said, to be honest, it's just boredom. He said, <laughs> I've done all the drinking I can do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, but then I think there possibly are people, though, who really, really feel strongly about it just... And um, So
1: you're it's almost demeaning for them if you're absolutely definitely not going to have kids. Perhaps you're not even biologically possible yes. and you don't want them. You think yes. perhaps it's a little bit of a step too far.
3: Well, it's like that, you know, I, I don't know. I just think back to university where there was, and I, w- I was in school for journalism, but then there were some people who were fourth year of their degree. They didn't really want to be there anymore, but then you get put in a group project with them. They hate their life. They don't want to be there. They're not going to work. They're not going to be a good team member. So if you're yeah. in a class with someone who's like that, who really does not want to be there but it's being forced, I mean, I just can't see it being a positive environment.
1: Well, I don't know because I've been to school in Canada. But do you get taught anything on how to be a parent when you, when you were at school?
3: No, we have a in high school. There was a class that you could have taken as an elective. But mm. I never took, and you got like a doll that was a kid, and I'm sure yeah, yeah. many parents out there, many people have seen it, these fake dolls mm. that cry and whatnot. So there's that. There was that in my high school.
1: You can throw them down the stairs, though, though. <laughs> Unlike the real thing I've heard. Right. Um, but I I think it's a great idea, because...
3: Even for people who don't want kids?
1: Yes, Why? I do. Because I don't think that anyone... Let's assume that these people are under 20, and they don't want kids. Perhaps it will reconfirm. It won't be a waste of time. I I mean, unless, of course, it takes literally months to teach this course. But I don't, I'm not getting the impression of that. I just find it bizarre that we live in a world where I know what the Pythagoras, Pythagoras, I evidently don't know how to say it. it. No. (laughs) (laughs) That theory about the triangle. I know what that is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Pythagoras. And I know how an oxbow lake is created. But I don't know what on earth I would do, apart from my own experiences of, of messing around with my niece and nephew, with a kid. Like, yeah. I pretty bad. And even now, as an uncle, I'm not that good. Like, last week, we went to go and see Matilda in Soho in London.
3: Oh, how was that? It was great. Bloody that expensive. Great.
1: Yeah, me and my um, niece. And then afterwards, because I'm just, like, always in the mode of, oh, here we are, it's 11 o'clock. Sort of coming up to midnight, about half past eleven. I took her out in Soho for a pint, and it suddenly struck me halfway through. I don't think I should be here with her now. She's eleven.
3: <laughs> I was going to say old eleven. I know.
1: I found myself walking through Soho with an eleven-year-old. Oh, no, and then and there was a um, a club called Gay. Gonna guess it's a gay club. Um, there was a man dancing in the window and she said, Uncle Vinny, why is that man so happy and why is he not wearing any clothes? Bless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I didn't, if I'd have done the parenting course, perhaps yeah. I could have come up with the right answer.
3: I have a feeling that even if you did the parenting course, <laughs> you would have still been there with her. <laughs> no, just a, just a I hunch. I
1: ended up saying he's probably very hot and very enthusiastic about music.
3: <laughs> <laughs> great answer, great answer.
1: Yeah. Uh, someone says, as a gay single man, it is highly unlikely for me to have children. Not impossible, but highly unlikely. I wonder if they're also making... It, he's, I don't know if he's elaborating on that. Could you elaborate? I presume he's making the point that it would be slightly um, pointless for him to take to this take course. take this class. Yeah, yeah.
3: see? Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: What's going on? Have we got time to do a bit of a news roundup? What's going on with this? Um, I don't understand it, so help me. What's going on with the Trailer Park Boys guy?
3: Okay, so Mike... Smith Bubbles Bubbles. He's Canadian actor. He was in LA. He was allegedly pinning a woman up against the wall in the middle of a heated argument. Right. The story goes that someone overheard them fighting, called the police. Police came and charged him with a domestic battery. So, he was taken to he was taken in. He was let out on $20,000 bail. He's going to be in court on April 29th. They release a statement after all this. The Trailer Park Boys release a statement saying that they all are behind him, that he- As
1: no, in he, he did nothing wrong.
3: Yeah, he did nothing wrong. They back him. He says it was just a an argument. I know the woman- She's a friend. The, they included a quote from the woman. They identified her. She was never identified. They identified her. She. They included a quote from her saying, if I, I didn't call the police, if I felt like I was in danger, I oh, would. Oh, I see.
1: So she's not pr- she didn't press the charges.
3: No. The but police- this is what... They, yeah, the police... Someone else called, mm. and then the police came, evaluated the situation, LA police, who I spoke to yesterday, and they said, you know, based on the investigation done at the time, they they laid that charge. The Later that day... When all of, when the statement came out, this all happened early morning Friday. The statement came out yesterday. And then Lucy decouter who was How
1: do I know that name?
3: Now so she's a Canadian actress, also on Trailer Park Boys, and also one of the victims who was testifying against Gian Gomeshi.
1: Alleged victims in that sense. Yep. Because no charges were brought against Gomeshi.
3: Right. Well, she claims to be a victim. Yeah. And so she was um so she resigned from the Trailer Park Boys because and then tweeted out saying that she didn't want to be if there's anyone violent in her life she cuts them and it's as simple as that. So
1: she's it. resigned. So
3: she's resigned. And from Bubbles the show.
1: is still in Trailer Park Boys, we think. Yeah. So he hasn't resigned.
3: Well, no, because it's probably it's like his it's like his to show. Yeah. But it's just an interesting thing because you know the woman who who was on the receiving end from this this incident with Bubbles, like she's claiming that she's okay. Now, though there's lots of women who don't admit, especially if they're friends with the person or they're afraid and they don't they don't come forward. That was that's the whole thing, right? So mm. we don't really know what happened. Um, but then people were asking Lucy if she spoke to Mike and the woman. Her her name is Georgia Georgia. And uh, she said yes, and I still made this decision. So that was interesting to me, and I wonder what that means.
1: But you can't press charges against a monkey anyway, can you?
3: So he has been charged. A monkey? Oh, sorry. Literally a monkey?
1: And we're not talking about Michael Jackson's bubbles. Oh, my God.
3: (laughs) Get out of here! (laughs) Sorry, sorry.
1: (laughs) I get
3: I'm trying so hard to explain this all <laughs> properly. It looks like your
1: brain's coming out of your ear.
3: I'm using. I'm trying. You know, Sanskrit. You, very You've explained it
1: beautifully. New- so, um, am I right in saying that no charges have been pressed so far, but it will come to that at a future date?
3: So, no, he's charges are pending because he has to go to court on April 29th to see what happens. Yeah. So, but he has been charged. Alleged. Lee assaulted this woman allegedly right. okay. it hasn't been proven
1: he's been charged, but he hasn't
3: been convicted right yes oh, okay I'm glad we glad we got-
1: i mean, I'm very much an outsider, and I know nothing of this apart from what you've beautifully explained. does sound like a bit of a storm in a teacup, though, doesn't it?
3: yeah, I agree, and it's hard to know what happens behind closed doors, literally behind closed doors. This was all people making like calling police even based on something that was happening behind closed yeah. doors, so. Does he wear those glasses all the time? Does, no, that's just part of the character. Same. Have you seen him without the glasses?
1: No. I thought you could get off on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I've never seen him. Is he a good looking bloke without the glasses?
3: Um, he's, yeah, he's all right. You're, you're in a
1: nightclub. You're single. He's there.
3: Um, you're a little bit like taken
1: away with fame factor. No. Back to yours? No. A couple, couple of beers later? Ivy's listening. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Amanda, and thank you for explaining that. I, I, but what you, what you don't know is I actually already asked Amanda about <laughs> all this when I was going to get a cup of tea earlier. She explained it to me, and I actually didn't understand any of it. <laughs> I see. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think it's, I think I still there's a good part of me on the Alps snowboarding.
3: Was it just too many names involved, too yeah, many locations? It might
1: be because I don't care as well. That's, <laughs> that might be part of the problem. And I, I don't,
3: re- I don't blame you.
1: I realize that that's terrible, but you know, well, if you don't and you're a news junkie, <laughs> no. then that's all. Right.
3: Listen, what? I mean, this, it's hard. It's hard to tell what went on, and it's hard to see. And, and I don't, I don't really watch the show. So those who watch Trailer Bark Boys, I'm sure it's a different story.
1: News Talk 1010. My name is Vinny White. You've been listening to the dulcet and beautiful tones of Amanda Capito, who comes in on her regular feature, Newsy Poos. Thank you, Amanda.
3: Thank you, Vinny.
1: We'll be back in a moment. You're
0: tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In Depth Radio, News Talk
1: 1010. Uh, text in from 791. In high school, my fake baby got addicted to cigarettes. Um, news from the UK now. So where I'm from, innit? Um, so I had the most terrible conversation last week, before we do the news from the UK, with someone that did say in it a lot. He was a bus driver in London. And I've never, I haven't been on one of the new swanky, double-decker red buses. And, uh... I noticed that they get quite steamed up because they don't unlike the old ones they don't have windows that you can open because obviously we couldn't possibly be clever enough to make an informed decision for ourselves anymore that those days are long gone so if you go up to the top deck of the new London double decker red buses they're really it's really steamed up it looks like um it looks like Kate Winslet should be palming her way through that bus um but I'd said to the driver once once We terminated at London Bridge, because you need all the details. Um, We terminated, and uh, when I say terminated, I didn't kill him. And uh, I asked him what he thought of his new bus. Just a bit of chat, a bit of bantz. I said, "Uh, what do you think of these new buses then? He goes, they get you from A to B, don't they? I went, yeah, I mean, they do, but do do you prefer them to the old old ones? I mean, they're quite different. They're quite technological, aren't they? They've got three doors now, eh? and you don't have to handle money like the old days, because now it's all swipe-swipe with electronic cards. Mustang. And he goes, uh, oh, it's a job, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, oh, yeah, it is. So what do you think of upstairs? Because, you know, people breathing, and it uh, gets quite steamed up up there. Does it? I don't know. I never go upstairs when I'm driving. I mean, I've worked that bit out for myself. I had. Um, unless he was the tallest man ever. That was always going to be tricky. I said, yeah, it's quite steamy up there, because uh, obviously... You can't open the windows now, not like the old days. So what do you think of that? And he said, uh, yeah, well, it's just all controlled now, isn't it? I went, yeah. Are you enjoying this conversation? And he said, no, not really. Um, and that, I think, ladies and gentlemen, is the difference between the British people and the North Americans. You know, he didn't try. But then when pinned down, he said, no, I don't. I don't really want to talk to you, you know. I think if that conversation happened in Canada, he wouldn't want to talk to me. But then at the end, when I caught him on it and said, do you not want to talk to me? You're not enjoying this. He'd go, no, it's awesome. I'm just a bit confused. I'm sorry. And that, I think, is uh, the fundamental difference. So if you've got a flight to the UK and you're interested in culture, no, you don't need to go because I've explained the difference. You're welcome. All right. Now some actual news from the UK. Uh, they built a marine research vessel. You may have heard of this. Have you heard this story, Pat? No. Marine research vessel in the UK, a new ship to research the dark depths of the ocean.
0: Sounds interesting, sounds
1: James Camerony. Doesn't it ever to look into the changing ocean and investigate our planet. It's a state of the art 200 million pound. That's 400 million Canadian dollars. A vessel that will be launched in 2019 to replace the Royal research ships that are named Ernest Shackleton, the explorer, and another ship called the James Clark Ross. Oh, mm. The uh, Natural Environment Research Council had urged people to name its ship in a competition on the internet. Oh, no. The internet. What could possibly go wrong? Yes, launching the competition to name it, the Research Council said it was looking for something inspirational. Something that would exemplify the ship's great work. Uh, The final name is to be selected by the Natural Environment Research Council, according to competition rules, but they are uh, asking people to vote on their favourites. They were hoping for suggestions like Explorer or Roaming Mariner. Uh, Currently leading with 27,000 votes, Boaty McBoatface. (laughs) (laughs) Boaty McBoatface. Um, there has also been names suggested: Pingu, um, Usain Boat. See what they did? <laughs> yeah, I love that. And uh, my personal favourite: It's bloody cold here. <laughs> All those names have been put forward. The Research Council said they uh, had only expected marine research fans to get involved. That's not how the internet works. No. Have we got to do another break, by the way, or can I keep... No,
0: we're uh, good to go to the top of the hour. Excellent.
1: I should have checked this on uh, with the stealth position that I often do through the headphones without the listeners knowing. But uh, I feel like the show is already quite shoddy, so let's just keep it going. You could consider it honest. It's very honest. There's nothing concealed, apart from the fact I'm wearing absolutely nothing. Which is why uh, I think we can all agree Pat's a little more excited than usual. Um, We're excited to hear what the public have to suggest and are really open to ideas, the chief executive of the Research Council said. On Sunday, the poll website crashed under the weight of people trying to cast their votes on Boaty McBoatface. It's absolutely number one. What I keep saying to people is, this actually has nothing to do with me, said the guy that made the suggestion. Well, it did. You did make the suggestion. But he didn't know it would go that crazy. Julia Maddock, acting associate director of communications and engagement at the NERC, responded to Mr. Han's apology. Uh, he said, that's very British, actually. He said, I'm very very sorry for coming up with such a silly name. And she responded saying, no, we're loving it. Everyone's talking about it. I love it, Boaty McBoatface.
0: Yeah, I like it, but it also, it's you f- feel bad for the scientists who will be on Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> they can't go to, like, they can't tell their children, I... You know, I piloted the, you know, the, what was one of the names? The Mariner or something. That was a decent one. Yeah. It, it the... sounds cool and brave, but I, I rode
1: the Bodie McBoatface <laughs> to, <the> col- <laughs> to the cold spot. I'm an Arctic explorer. I'm going to new depths. I'm going to understand the world and the same path as the great Ernest Shackleton. Oh, what were what you, uh, you going to take there? A large vessel, a wonderful ship, a glorious majesty of the ocean. What's it called? B- b- bo- boaty McBoatface. <laughs> right. uh, quick bit of Texas news. I'll leave you with this. On uh, Saturday, an anti Muslim group held an armed protest at a mosque in Texas. It's a bit depressing, this actually. I don't know if I really want to do it. Shall I do it? Come this far. Is that phone call any good? No. No. Well, I'll do it then. I'll just do a quick version. Basically,. Loads of blokes decided to turn up and circle a mosque in Texas. And then the people in the mosque, quite intimidated by it, came out with guns. So people outside with guns, people inside, came out with guns. And the worshippers also got involved with the local gun club. So the gun club turned up on the side of the Muslims. So now there's three independent parties, two with the same view, uh, all with guns. And... uh, What a victory in common sense, that is. Did anyone die? No, actually, the the original group that circled the mosque went home. (laughs) So, in a sense, it worked. Justice. Yeah. But, you know, you have to. When I read that, I thought, is it 2016? Is it? No, that's something
0: like out of the Revenant or something.
1: Isn't it? In my opinion, I'd be happy if they pointed those guns to the ground and shot it nonstop until Texas broke away and floated into the Gulf of Mexico. And they could declare independence from the USA. Sell their remaining oil to establish their economy and have a good old-fashioned religious war. Once everyone had popped off, we could pop down there ourselves, Pat, and make it South Canada. Fly in there with ample supply of maple syrup, beavers and apologies. Ban guns and put a tax on stupidity. Do I have to come up with everything? Always a pleasure never a chore. Quite a good show. I particularly enjoyed... If we haven't got time for any more umpar, um, have we? Just do one. One for the road. Always oh, fills me full of glee. Text seven ten ten if you know who did this. I control. Ah excellent. First text in from one five oh Correct, it was the Communards. Thank you and good night.